You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 144, sponsored by InStock Trades, Heavy Ink, and Netflix. Trees swaying in the summer breeze, showing off their silver leaves as we walked by soft kisses on a summer's day, laughing all our cares away. Just you and I. Sweet. Hello, welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the League podcast, episode 144. My name is Connor. I'm here with Ron. Hello. Josh. Hello. And special guest, iFanboy staff writer Paul Montgomery. Hello, America. <laughs> In wow. the world. In, In the, the world. world. In the world. <laughs> Hello, Internet. Nothing positive. <laughs> this, is not, this is not some kind of low-rent deal here. In English-speaking <laughs> countries. <laughs> right. We, we can't operate under the assumption that we're just domestic. We can't be no, we've the American. We've got an international footprint. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hello, Sweden. Hello, Norway. I only say hi to uh, regions of the world. So <laughs> I'm focusing on Scandinavia right now. The intro music should be It's a Small World After All. It shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it should never be that. All right. <laughs> and we are iFanboy.com. We like comics. We read comics. Every week we read a bunch of comics. And then one of us picks the best one they read and writes about it on the website. And we talk about it on the podcast along with other books of the week and other topics of interest. And before we get to the show, we'd like to remind you that this is a review show. We'll be talking about the books that happen, things that happen in the books this week. So if you're worried about spoilers, be careful. Stop the show. Come back later. It'll be more fun and we'll get less email. <laughs> this week... Josh had the surprise pick of the week. Take it. it. I didn't think it was, it was that, a surprise. I didn't, I didn't think it was that big of a surprise. I it wasn't surprised. He did not like the first issue, therefore it was a surprise that he chose the second issue. Maybe well, world. we're talking about no way. Connor's absolutely right. <laughs> um, I'm talking about Wolverine number 67, uh, written by Mark Miller and illustrated by uh, Steve McNiven. Yeah, I, I didn't like the first issue because it was sort of just a rehash of the of the unforgiven and i'm i'm sort of realizing re- lately that i don't like when they just do a story and then plug all the marvel characters in it because it's not really a lot to that i'm going to write something about that later i've been thinking about it but when i got this one um i was i almost didn't read it but they diverged from what was done before like the story went in a direction that wasn't sort of following the roadmap of the great 1991 Clint Eastwood movie that you, um, did, that you also didn't like when you first watched. It's true. I also I didn't, but I was also like sixteen and and, and a dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I was. I mean, I I didn't get it. It was deconstruction of the western. I didn't get any of that. You know, I, I go back later and I was like, oh, greatest movie I've ever seen. I see. Oops. Um. Anyway, I found myself reading this, and at first, you know, I had my my eyes all ready to roll and not like it, and be like, oh, I don't know what I'll say about not liking it, and and. I found myself having a lot of fun, and, and the moment that did it for me uh, was when Hawkeye, who is the blind old Hawkeye, uh, shoots the, the Ghost Rider gang member through the face. <laughs> and it, it, it was like a really sort of fun image, you know, but, and it just sort of showed you where the mood was with the whole thing, and Hawkeye was supposed to be blind and helpless, and they were kicking the shit out of Logan, and I was like, and I was like yeah, Hawkeye. Um, but besides that, I... I think that they're really doing a good job of creating this other world and selling the idea that that Logan is now a pacifist. So, like, the idea is they've got to hold off on that reveal as long as possible when you know that he'll go back to his, you know, kick-ass ways. 
but I don't know when that is. Um, I don't know. I just I just had fun with it, and it's really really hard to dislike a Steve McNiven book when he's when he's totally on his game. Yeah, that, that's the one. Th- that's the one thing that struck me from all this is that this is this is this is McNiven McNiven McNiven. This is a, yes. like like he's really on. So. Oh, it's, it's this is the McNiven that we we were all promised for Civil War, and then yeah. if, you know for whatever reason, you know, I don't know the story behind it, 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 but Civil War didn't quite live up to this, you know, the hype for whatever reason it, with the art. There was delayed, and then it was multiple anchors, let's, let's, and it just didn't. Too, look, let's not get too deep in that rat hole. No, no, I know. <laughs> but this is what it, this is what you want when you get Steve McNiven, and and it, when you do get that, it's even better than you imagine. Yeah, it, um, and there are just some pages in there that. You know, like guys who really make pages that that make you sort of ooh, a jock is a guy who does pages like that. Uh, there were some pages like that in this one. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I mean. Again. I mean. I keep calling this, you know, Marvel porn, and it continues to be. But uh, uh, I, I. I was impressed by the second issue as well. And the thing that strikes me about this is that, like, I don't know whether I like the fact that it's in the regular book, or like, I wonder if this was a standalone series, if this would be getting like. You know, Kingdom Come esque, you know, attention or not, not being as. Whoa. No, 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 no. But not, not, not in terms of, not in terms of, of the impact it has to the universe, all this kind of stuff. But like a, you know, a, whether if you made it a standalone story, whether it would have gotten the attention it deserved or would have just gotten kind of not as no, not as easily noticed. I don't know. Well, I mean, like I, I, I'm torn is, in b- between both directions. You know. But this is the way they used to do it. Batman yeah. Year One was in the regular book. Yeah, true, true, yeah. true. I, and I, I'm, I'm all for that. I like that. Is yeah. like make the book where the good things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because definitely mini- Wolverine, Wolverine for the past year has been fun to read. It's been good to read. It's been a good book again. So, <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, it, I thought, I thought this was the the one thing, the one my the one attraction to this. And Josh, tell me if you found it, like I felt if it moved really fast. It felt really light. Like it, like it felt over before it started. You know. Um, yeah, but nothing's really happened. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's the, <laughs> again we're back well, to some, you know like. <laughs> Maybe it's possibly it's because I went in with no expectations. Yeah. That I came out of the other side of it having had a lot of fun and been like, oh, that was that was good stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, there was a lot of things revealed in it. By the end, you're you find out that Hawkeye's on his third wife, which is Peter Parker's daughter, and that their daughter has been captured. Like there was a lot of stuff there. <laughs> Explains how he got the spider buggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love was, the, I was, love the uh, Ultron. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, oh, and like just the page with the Thor hammer, yeah, which shows you like that was that was actually what uh, hammered in the idea that uh, the heroes are gone. Yeah, and so the well, world's messed up. I, I like I like that we have. I mean, again, I like the idea that the geography and like wh- what the state of America is in right now, and not knowing where it, it comes from, what happened, and just getting glimmers of it. You know, like the the one panel where Wolverine remembers, and you just see you know Omega Red, Omega Red, and Sinister, and I guess Sabretooth, You know, attacking Wolverine like the moment they broke him. You know, and so it's and then getting just kind of suggestions. And actually, what I was really impressed by was when they pull into Hammer Falls and what was Vegas and is now Hammer Falls. um, Hawkeye, you know, kind of venting to Wolverine, wondering why the villains didn't come kill him. Like, why did he survive? Like that survivor's guilt and wondering why, you know, why he didn't rate, you know, like because Hawkeye always has that, you know. That um, I don't belong. Not here. quite as good as Cap. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, like, they're you know they're saying you know like was it because I used to be a villain? Was it because I'm some some kind of joke? You know, I mean, like that kind of you know uh, you know vulnerability of the human you know the human nature. <laughs> I thought is really is a, is a really really good touch. So that's one of the reasons that he's been one of my favorite characters because yeah. he's very you know he's flawed, I suppose. Yeah. 
Paul, did you read this issue? Yeah, I did. Um, I was going to ask you guys: do, do you do you want to know the answers to those questions? Hell like, yeah. do you think that, or do you think that should be untouched and like we should just stay in in the moment of the, you know the future? Well, I think the, where this narrative is going. I think over time. I mean, that's that, I mean that's a, that's a really good question because I mean like the things that like made like Days of Future Past, you know, the classic X Men, you know, glimpse into the future. That was two issues. You know, like we we didn't we didn't wow. we didn't know what how how it got there how people died like you just saw the grave markers and like i want to how cyclops died how this guy died and uh, that's a good point paul i mean i don't know if it's good being left in suspense or actually having the answers i don't know what's better i mean the the the, you know the impatient part of me wants the answers but i also like finding out so do we do we know how long this is this um, miniseries six i think six yeah okay that's because they got to make a trade um i mean i I want to know some of it, but if they don't explain some things and just you have to take it as a given and this is a possible future, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. That's fun for me. That's it's. I mean, it's Marvel Elseworlds at this point. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, the, the, great, the great thing about Marvel and the difference between Marvel and DC in terms of with the, the Elseworlds stuff is that, like, with DC, I mean, at least for now, the multiverse, you know, like, they all kind of... They all kind of coexist in matter, where and and these kind of um, you know in Marvel you've got these alternative timelines, these alternative futures, and they all kind of they're all possibilities. You know, it's kind of like Back to the Future. You know, where I mean, there's these little divergent lines, and they all you know like anyone could be the future that it ends up being. Where DC has been, you know, I think at least my and especially with Justice Society, what's been going on with that is that they're trying to steer it towards that Kingdom Come future. You know, so. I don't know. That, I, I just like the potential of the of the future stories in in uh, the Marvel universe because it's like, which one is it going to be? And well, it'll never it will never be any one of them. It'll be something we don't even know about. But um, just you know, something kind of advanced that I've never even seen before. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I, I don't know. Just it just it adding this adding this possible future into it and just the again like I said the Marvel porn aspect like the biker gang that are ghost riders and they've all got you know skulls painted on their face and they've got flaming motorcycles and just this you know these little you know it's bringing in it's not just a, a mutant book it's not just an X-Men book it's bringing, this is a Marvel Universe book um, which I think is appropriate for what was a character like Wolverine who's touched everybody in the Marvel Universe you know and there's a place for those kind of hints I, I get kind of annoyed like in the all the Marvel movies like all the time winking at us it sort of takes me out of it but in a book like this this is exactly where that kind of thing belongs you know, or they're just, you know, they're in the Marvel Universe and you can touch on it and, and romp around in it all you want. Right. If we've learned anything, it's that all Marvel needs to do is have Hawkeye be cool and Josh will pick it. Yeah, Apparently. It's, it's, not, it's, not did, a, it's not a hard um, uh, formula. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> we want to pick of the week. Quick, get Hawkeye in there and have him kill someone. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're really worried about that. Make sure it comes up in the third week. They're, si- they're sitting in the bullpen. They're like, how do we get the ice It's got to come out on a Josh week. <laughs> I didn't I did read Avengers for years because of that. Maybe. <laughs> I still haven't read Avengers Disassembled. Did you not read yeah, – I said, did you not – did you read uh, Thunderbolts when he was leading them? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great time. That was a good Hawkeye That was time. awesome. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Issue 17. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was a good time. That is that good. right? No. I think um, it is right, no? No, no, no. It was later. It was later in the book. Okay. Um, I read it through for like to 30s yeah, or Thunderbolt so. Thunderbolts was an awesome series. That was great. For a while. Yeah, no, I mean like, no, even the even the initial, you know, concept and then the Zemo reveal and then bringing in Hawkeye. All right, all right, like all right. Yeah, other things to talk about. It was issues, awesome. The first 50 issues were like solid, were really good. So. That's true. It's it's a good run we never mentioned. Yeah, anyway, so. we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um, 
Black Panther number thirty-nine, which is a shocker. Did we all buy this? I did not. Read it. Yep. yep. Yes. All right. Uh, this is Jason Aaron doing a short short piece. Does it say how long it's going to be? I don't know, but three issues maybe. Uh, it's a Secret Invasion crossover, and I really, really like this a lot. Crap! So I need, yeah, to, go, I I need to go back and read this. Well, when you, when when I told Connor what the pick was, he goes, "Not Black Panther." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Connor, tell tell me what you like about it. And I'll I'll explain why I didn't pick um, it. The basically the story is that the the, the scroll an elite scroll army goes in to take over Wakanda and. Um, they invade, and the Wakandans are ready for them, but they're not. And the Skrulls have underestimated the Wakandans, but they haven't. It's basically they're very evenly matched, and the um, the, the, the the invasion happens, and the Skrulls take out the Wakandans' weapons, and the Wakandans take out the Skrulls' weapons, and they take out the Wakandans' power source, and they take out the Skrulls' power source. And they're very evenly matched until it gets down to basically the Skrulls um, and the Wakandans fighting hand to hand with like primitive weapons on the fields of battle. It's just kind of like Braveheart. They run at each other, and it's a lot of slicing and cutting. And and um, one of the best things about this, actually, is it gives you a really good glimpse into the scrolls. I have a much better feel for for these scrolls in this book than I have for any of the scrolls we've met so far, in that some of them don't really care about the war. They're just their job. Some of them are into the war. Some of the, you know, it's just kind of like a real, you, they feel like a real characters in a real army as opposed to like the zealots we've seen in the other books. Mm-hmm. Um and I really, there was some great, there was some great imagery in this. Like the scrolls, are they bragging about how they've got all these sleeper agents within Wakanda as they're coming in, and then they, they come in and see they're all, all the scrolls' heads are on pikes outside <laughs> the village. How, how did they, how did they detect who were scrolls? They haven't explained. Oh, okay. They're Wakandans. Yeah, basically, the 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 conceit <laughs> is that the Wakandans kick ass at everything. Yeah, they do. And that basically is just a given. Um, and it's really fun. I mean, just there's this great image of, of Black Panther standing out in front of his army with a big sword, and they just go at it. And it's just, just like, just crazy fun. That's, I mean, it was just really, really good. I think the reason I had, fun, I had a lot of fun reading this. I enjoyed it. I think it felt a little by the numbers, if not incredibly well done. Like it was just, it was. I felt like I was watching like a Star Trek scene, and then you know, or. Uh, Braveheart or something like that, and and I was having fun with it, but it was there was nothing I guess I didn't expect out of it because it was always just like Black Panther standing there being cool, calm, collected. He knew everything was in hand. It was fine. I liked the last page a lot. I thought that was cool. I didn't love the art, and that probably also had something to do with it. I loved the art. That yeah, was fantastic. I liked the art as well. I also felt that Star Trek thing, mm-hmm. um, basically because it's it's sort of like a game of battleship with the Wakandans and and the Scroll ship, and they're going back and forth. And and like they knock out the the defenses on one ship, and then they knock it out on on the Wakandan side. And it's like uh, Black Panther felt more like like a Starfleet captain on the bridge of the ship, like going back and forth and, and stuff. So, and so I can I can feel like the you know the, the by the numbers thing, but I think I liked it a little bit more than you did. Uh, I think I think it was a lot of fun. I I didn't not like it. I liked it a lot, but that was what struck me. That's why I didn't pick it. Basically, that was the one thing that sort of stuck in my head when I was reading it. I, have to I, I think that was the best part about it was that they, they seem so evenly matched and that's the only people we've seen evenly matched against the Skrulls so far is the Wakandans. And it was different than we've seen so far. And if this... Good. I was going to say, I have to interject. I don't think I would have ever expected a Black Panther Star Trek comparison. Like, well done. There it like, is, that, man. That was, that was well per- done on that one, man. Jeez. Because <laughs> that, that explained it perfectly. I totally knew what you were talking about. But in the context of Black Panther, that's hysterical. He was Kirk in this. He sat in the chair. He knew what was going on. Don't yeah. worry about it. And then he kissed Storm. 
<laughs> and then, then a, a black, a Wakandan in a, in a red shirt got killed. It made no sense. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I made a Star Trek joke. I have a comic book podcast. <laughs> so, Ron, you're the only person that didn't buy this. I did not buy it. I had a I, listen. Weird. Listen, I had a I had such a light week, and I enjoyed it. And I was like, I bought like like six books or something like that. And I was like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm taking a week off. Yeah, I had five. I added yeah. Black Panther just for fun. Yeah. I had thirteen. Yeah. You, you didn't buy the Secret Invasion Jason Aaron book out of all of us. No, why would I? They're the Marvel zombie. So I'm not buying all. I'm not buying all the Secret Invasion tie-ins, and I'm not the Jason Aaron zombie like you guys. So it's not, you know. Uh, Should be. He's the next coming. Pray to him. <laughs> I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying that it's just not like ah, oh, you know. So. I'll go back. I'll go back. I'll go back. And I'll read it in the store. How's that? Nobody seems to want to give him an arc over two or three issues. Now, see that? That's what kind of I wonder about. Why? Well, no, he's done twenty straight issues of Scalp that were all excellent. So well, it's true, not right. The, no, but, he's, but so, he's so, done a lot of Ghost Rider. He's done. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's on it permanently. Yeah, that's true. He's on like the, the fifth issue or so, or something like that. Kill Patrick. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, a uh, book I did read was uh, the Justice Society of America Annual Number One. Um, with uh, and I'm probably I'm guessing I'm probably and Connor might be with me, but um, I'm probably the only person who love 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 the Jerry Ordway pencils. No, I love them too. Uh, I yeah. love Jerry Ordway. Love Jerry Ordway. I'm guessing Josh, they were Josh better than yeah. I had expected. Yeah, so. I thought they were pretty good. Um, this this was this was a a rough a rough story. I mean, it was good. I, I like Earth Two for some reason. I like Earth Two. I don't know why. There's something something about it. Something about it I like, but um. Uh, just the the whole there's a lot of emotions in this, you yep. know. Like it was it was heavy to for me. It was to read. sadness. Yeah, it was really anger. Yeah, yeah, a lot of you know Huntress, you know Huntress dealing with you know whatever rift between her and the Justice Society Infinity and 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 then Power Girl and coming back home and being thrown off and then you know and it was just I mean it was it was interesting because I I you know I, I associate with Earth Two and these kind of like Golden Age esque kind of heroes like a very brightness very positive very kind of hokey superhero vibe and this was it was heavy-handed so. i know all i know is it was another big table yeah and a lot around it <laughs> i didn't know what she when she burst into that room and they're all around the table i laughed <laughs> uh, they're having a book club meeting yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> With their Civil War collector's plates up on the <laughs> mantelpiece there. One thing I've noticed about um, this team is that most of the big guns are dead. Yes. Yep. Like, we're down to the second stringers on this team. Well, what's interesting, what's interesting about Earth 2 and the Just Society of Infinity is that, is that this, is, this is almost as if the DC Universe, if it had progressed from the original continuity of the 40s. Right, well, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so the, so you got you. So the second generation is firmly entrenched. Instead of instead of Batman, we have Huntress, and um, and and Robin is Dick Grayson, is kind of an old, you know, a mature adult. Um, instead of Green Lantern, we have Jade, his daughter. We have a lot of the the legacy kind of continuing. Um, you know, so I, I, I oh, like Obsidian. That. Obsidian. Yeah. No, yeah, it's definitely yeah. the so, new Wildcat. Yeah, Yolanda. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, but it, I mean, this was not. This was nice. I mean, I'm glad this was in an annual. I don't think this would have. Um, um, but it's continuing. It's continuing to the regular book. Yeah, well, that's fine though. That's okay. Um, but um, yeah, so so Power Girl comes back, and they're trying to figure out why she's back in Earth Two, and then they deal with all that, and then Power Girl comes back, and there are two Power Girls, and they fight. It's a lot of cleavage, Paul. Lot of cleavage. What? There, yeah. You're the big. You're the big Justice Society nut, and you, Adam's curious to think what you. There think is a about. great Eaglesham pinup in the yes, back of this book I'm that I like it right a lot. Now. <laughs> 
One, two, um, three, four, five, eight, twenty-two. What I like fantastic. to do, what I like to do, is flip from the front cover right to that pinup in the back. That's a great JSA book for me. Um, Whoa! I don't know. You see, I, I, I'm shocked. I did, I, I mean, I read the book, but like upon second reading, I like to just flip to the back. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the pencils, to be honest. What, I, what I did find really interesting was in talking about all the, all the, you know, the '40s and Golden Age stuff and and hokiness, and then you flip to the page with the Joker on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's really jarring. Yeah. Because I yeah. mean, it's it's a it's a really like it's like a totally other universe with 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 him in the in the chair and the and the balloons. That's such a yeah. scary image, yeah, and I think balding, that's the balding Joker in the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's my favorite part about this one. That's what's great about JSA and Jeff Johns because he mixes this like sort of seemingly hokey and and um, sort of um, uh, Norman Rockwell like Americana kind of thing with some really messed up stuff like Nazi speedsters running through little kids. Like it's just this really strange dichotomy to this book, and that's that's why I love it so much. But not this so, one. But not this issue. Uh, I like the main series. <laughs> Is this like going to be in the main series? So what, 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 what was it? Was it? Is, was it? Do you not? Do you not? Was it the art? Was it the story? Was it the Earth Two? Yeah, you know, it's it? it's it's the exposition, I guess. It, it's very expositiony and and logistic like explaining to Power Girl like what had gone on in in this world while she was away, and it's just it's a, it's a a big information dump sort of. So I I, I got your back here, Paul. I, I don't I don't like Earth Two. I just don't care. I don't know. I mean, I sort of know who these people are, but uh, they, I don't know. Maybe they just had so many people in the other book I had to care about that I'm like, ugh. I did. I did get like when that. I did like when Power Girl was explaining what happened when they when they say she left to go find Superman. They say what happened, and she tells them that Superman died, protecting the universe. That one, all their heads looking down. Yeah, they were sad. Right. You know, like it was just. I don't know. There was yeah. There's something. I mean, maybe it's. So that was referring to. Infinite Crisis? Yes. yes. I was starting to get confused about what was what. It, they showed a panel from it. Yeah, no, yeah, and I was... The panel had three had, people with, super, with Superman crusts on it. Right, that, <laughs> was, that was from Infinite Crisis. Yeah, know, no. Yeah, well, the, the thing was, I had just read Infinite Crisis a few weeks ago, yeah. so I couldn't remember if that was the recent thing or the thing that happened a long time ago, and it got me confused. That's nothing to do with anything. Yeah. But, oh, it's confusing. Um, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the peril of those multiverses, that it's confusing. You know, like can, I don't. I don't agree with that at all. Well, we know. Well, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's not a little bit. Um, but well, uh, no. I mean, the only thing that I was confused about was I couldn't remember which event that was because I had been reading Infinite Crisis at the same time that I was reading whatever the last JSA thing was. So I was like, wait a minute, that that's this or I. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of it, it wasn't bad. I liked it. I liked the reveal of the other Kara. I thought that was a really good twist. I thought it was nice. Yeah. I liked the old Joker. That was. Really creepy. Yeah. Other than that. All right then. Mm. <laughs> so, Paul, so Paul, what did get your what, what did get you going this week? Well, a little bit of a story first. <laughs> so Josh calls me. I'm working on a, a house of cards, and uh, Josh calls me and he says, "Listen, I got the pick this week. I have no idea what's coming out. I don't know what's going to be good." I was like, "Just go to ifanboy.com and look at the, the comic <laughs> section, and you can see all the new stuff that's coming out this week." And he's like, yeah, but I don't know, and I'm lazy, and I don't want to look it up. And I was like, why don't you check out this book? It's by Rick Remender. It's uh, Frank Frazetta's Creatures from Image Comics. You should check it out. And he's like, ah, I don't like things that are good. So I checked it out. I know Connor and Ron checked it out. 
<laughs> so this is a one-shot from Image Comics, and uh, it's based on um, these paintings by Frank Frazetta. And this this painting, I guess it's this one's called Creatures, and um, he did a lot of like Conan and Tarzan art. Um, and Image has been doing these series, like basically stories based on the the you know painting Image, and uh, and this one is about uh, Teddy Roosevelt in sort of a BPRD situation uh, called the Dark Riders. And uh, his exploits are being, uh, you know, sort, sort of uh, recounted by Edgar Rice Burroughs, the author of Tarzan. And uh, you get sort of like a, it's sort of a Hellboy flavor kind of book. A little bit of Hellboy, a little bit of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I think. And um, it was a lot of fun. You're a and I don't know why liar. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what's going on here. All right, here's what I will admit. When you describe it, I very much want to read that book, and I'm very sorry I didn't pick it up. And, and, and what you people out there need to understand, the reason that Paul's on the show today is because he waged an informational campaign, the likes of which uh, we, we probably haven't seen since the Bolshevik resolution. Re- revolution. Revolution. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, since that was resolved. I, I, first of all, we're, we've got hours of San Diego footage. We're mired in that, very busy. Middle of the week, pick up the comics, got to do the pick of the week. I'm thankfully I have a light week. I go early. I pick up my books with Connor. I missed that book. I didn't know that it was coming out. If he just said a new Rick Remender book had come out, I would have bought it. But then I know that my local shop wouldn't have picked it up because they suck balls. And so he calls and I was like, yeah. So we tried to get it and I, I couldn't get to it. And then literally I start getting emails from random people that Paul has told to email me. Twitter's filling up with, hey, Josh, why don't you read that book? And I'm just like, oh. And he won't leave me alone. And I'm feeling like guilty like actually you, should. Like I, you really I, I you should call rick remender and be like listen i'm i'm really sorry <laughs> and and everybody's just like oh it's a wonderful thing so maybe it should have been pick of the week but i'll never know now, what's great what's great is that so i'm here in san francisco and i'm three hours back and i'm watching all this um happen in front of me before i go to the store so i, I it, it got on my radar to make sure i picked it up because honestly I don't think I would have picked it up because if you're looking at the cover, I mean, um, Frank Frazetta was a great fantasy artist. It was never really that was never really my thing. Um, and honestly, honestly, I'm not aware of what Image has been doing with the Frazetta properties that they've gotten their hands on. Um, and the cover that I picked up doesn't say Remender's name on it at all. Yeah, minus neither. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> and I think all, there are three covers, and none of them they all focused on the art. Um, the the cover I got the, I got the cover B, which featured you know the art by the artist Peter Bergting Bergting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so when when I saw the email from Paul, it just said it's Teddy Roosevelt and the BPRD. I said I'm there. Like that's, yeah. that's so easy. It's, uh, it's uh, did you? Did I went to my local place and I picked. I they didn't have it in the shelf and I asked the girl behind the counter and she sold me her personal copy that she had pulled for herself and wow. I felt really guilty. Wow. And you yelled at me about it. Yeah, I came back and yelled at Paul. Look what you made me do. <laughs> She's got tattoos. It's a talking point. You can give it to her next week, and it'll sound really chivalrous. Yeah. Um, I uh, so yeah, we all got it after Paul relentlessly promoted it to the Fanboy staff, and um, it's interesting. I I liked it uh, quite but. a bit, but I didn't love it. I felt like there was more. There was more story here. Well, you know, yeah, well, well, uh, it was it was cra- it was a one shot, and it felt like it needed to be a miniseries. Yeah. I could see that. Paul, what, what was it that you loved so much? Well, I, like, I, I love historical fiction. I like seeing historical characters in, 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 in fictional settings, especially fan, fantasy settings, which is why I like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen so much. This is basically Teddy Roosevelt and Edgar Rice Burroughs uh, re- leading the Dark Riders. Um, which, which, is are, a great, which is a great uh, variation on the Rough Riders. 
Right. So yeah. the, the story is that he had the, he had the Rough Riders, but he also secretly had the Dark Riders who fought monsters. And so this is basically they go, there's a monster attack, and they jump right in, they go fight it, and there's another one, and there's another one. Basically, there's no, it's, it's sort of, it's not really a plot, it's sort of a progression of events that happen, and you really would have liked to see more. You don't really get much of the, of, into the characters, it's just sort of lots of ba- battling, and, and Teddy Roosevelt jumping with big guns, shooting Martians, and shooting mine, yeah, mine creatures, and I mean, we get, we get, that was fun, it just needed more. We get introduced to the, we get introduced to the concept of the Dark Riders, and we see, we see a quick glimpse of an incident that happened when they first started, and then, basically, what happened in that comes back to Roost years later, when Roosevelt's president, and he's gotta don his backpack gun, which I thought was great, because it was a, you know, like, it's, you know, it's the 19, turn of the, you know, 1900s, so, like, you know, the idea that he would have a gun with a big kind of thing on the back makes sense, you know, kind of like a Ghostbusters kind of thing. It was very um, cool, basically, yeah. what it was, was you, you stuck a mystical element in the backpack, and that imbued the bullets of the gun. Yep. With whatever was in the backpack, so it was kind of like it could she could swap out things and make the guns good against different kind of creatures, which was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, it's and, like a steampunk kind of thing. Yeah, totally, yeah, totally. Yeah, but um, and I just loved. It. I mean, I didn't I didn't expect Edgar Rice Burroughs when on the first page and they said his name. I went, oh, that's awesome. And then and then even at the end, the, the end with the little Hitler kind of um, nod was was I thought I mean like this. I hope this one shot merits an ongoing or a miniseries or something like that because I want I want more. You know, like it definitely. I would worry that ongoing would be too close to BPRD because it is very very close. But yeah. like, I just I wanted more. I wanted them to to flesh yeah. stuff out. I wanted more of the relationship between the characters. And, you know, it was just very. It was fun, but I wanted more. Th- there. Right, so, so, so Paul, tell us what it was that grabbed you about it. Aside well, it's it's sort of like it's sort of like a proof of concept, really. I think that yeah, I would like to see more of this, but I think for a one shot and on and on such a light week, I thought this was great because it didn't feel slim at all. It just, I mean, it it feels like there's there's a lot of content here and a lot of thought was put into this, and I just I thought it was a lot of fun, and I thought Teddy Roosevelt being portrayed in this light is just really cool, and um, I think the, I think the art's really nice. There's a lot of neat things going on with like the lighting, and uh, I, I don't know. I just I mean I, I I love this kind of genre, this this like Hellboy and BPRD stuff and you know there are series like proof and perhaps knots and things like that so do we really need another series like this not really but maybe this could warrant like like maybe like a graphic novel or or, yeah like a mini series something like that i I agree with you that there's the there is repetition in terms of bprd and and hellboy and and perhaps but like i love this time period and this is a little it's a little closer to league extraordinary gentlemen when it comes to time period and stuff like that but i think this could i mean a a mini a three four issue miniseries of the adventures of teddy roosevelt and then the dark riders that's that's i'll I'll, I'll buy that you know totally speak softly and carry a big supernatural stick bitches yeah exactly so how long have you been waiting to say that (laughs) i've been reading i can't i can't wait to say this on the show this week that was in my opening I mean, that, that's what it is. It's such like the the dialogue is really good. I guess that's what really. Yeah. No, it was it was really fun. I thought the art was good, albeit a little dark. Yeah. Like it I, is. I, yeah. I thought that the book was very dark and muddy. Um, I don't know if the it was color. coloring or yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, but um, no, this this was to me this is a solid. It, it, I mean, this probably would have been my pick because it was just so much fun to read. So so good job. Indication. Paul. Yeah, good job. Way Thank to, you. Way to spot that. So, <laughs> yeah, so you know, people are going to pass this by. So I thought, you know, if you see this, you know, in your shop, pick it up. It's it's a lot of fun. So, so call off the dogs, Paul. So are you suggesting that people aren't going to pass by a Mark Miller Wolverine book? <laughs> so it's it's called Creatures. <laughs> he needs help selling books, man. It's called it's called <laughs> Creatures uh, by Image Comics, and it's three ninety nine. It's worth it. Four bucks. Give it a shot. So. Yeah, and if it ever 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 gets collected, they collect this big this whole Frenzetta. Uh, 
think then they'll be at InStockTrades.com, and you can save 37% off on your books. They have free shipping and orders over $50, with over 5,400 trade paperbacks in stock and available for order. And their new releases are listed every Wednesday, and orders usually ship within 48 hours from www.instocktrades.com. And right now, probably just for this, the rest of this week, you can get this past week's book of the month, past month's book of the month, Starman Omnibus Volume 1, at 47% off, and that's twenty six forty nine, which is crazy. And worth it. Crazy. Worth it, because that book yeah, is awesome. So. Not according to Paul, but that's a different show. No comment. Why does he work for us? <laughs> I'm reevaluating this as we speak. <laughs> I'm writing up a new employee review as we speak. Works well with others, too. <laughs> <laughs> Likes good comics, zero. All right. Judge in workplace. <laughs> All right. Hunter's year one, number six, this is the final issue of a very surprising mini. I don't want to talk too much about it, but. That was the one um, written by the woman, right? Ivory Madison, the new yeah. comic. She's. Her first comic. She's very good. Uh, it's a very good first effort. She is like most new comic writers in that it is somewhat overly written. Like very long captions at times. Just like uh, you don't need to say all of this. But that's sort of a new comic writer thing anyway. That happens with everybody. But She has um, a name for the Batman girlfriend from the 70s. Ivory Madison. Hello. That's a great so name. it was good. It was great art and just really good look at the Huntress. If you like the Huntress, if you like crime and Batman universe, this is really good. Really good foray into it, um, and uh, a lot of Batman, a lot of Batgirl, Barbara Gordon action. If you like that, and inexplicably some Catwoman action this issue out of nowhere, but but good, it's but very guy. good, very good mini. It's also very reminiscent of um, a lot of a lot of Godfather esque stuff going on because yeah. she's a mafia daughter. So very good. I was I was surprised. I picked it up on a whim, and I was really happy. I went through the whole thing. Cool. Um, so I was I was I was browsing through my store and and like I mentioned I, I think I only had like five or six books on my pull list and I walked by a book um, called The Core Number One and it's part of a Top Cow's uh, pilot season kind of thing where they put out like you know first issues of a series and let the fans vote and which one's going to be a series kind of great cool idea. Oh, this is the Hickman one. Ah, yeah, Hickman. don't yeah. take my punchline away! Damn it! <laughs> so right, I'm we walking, got excited. I'm walking by it and I see the I see the logo and I go ah look at that I go that looks a lot like Jonathan Hickman. Like the kind of design, and then I yeah. pick it up. So like, circles in it. Yeah, like all these little circles, and I look at the cover, and I'm like, "Wow, somebody's totally ripping off Hickman, a top cow." And then I'm like, "And it is Jonathan Hickman." <laughs> <laughs> and um, what this was, it was written by Jonathan Hickman, and the art was by Kenneth Rocafort. Although you know that um, you know that it was you know Hickman influenced a lot of the um, a lot of the art, and also I believe laid out a couple of the pages, the graphic designy pages, because they're completely him. Um, and yep. it's it's uh, similar to Red Mask from Mars in that science fiction, but a different kind of science fiction. But um, you know, this was a really cool science fiction book. Like it was really good. Um, I mean, you know, no surprise because we know how good of a writer uh, Hickman is. But um, you know, it kind of reminded me of a little Dune esque action. I don't know. Did anyone else read it or? Yes, I, I did. Okay. What, do, no. do, do you agree with me, Paul? Was it a little? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, like a really fully realized, you know, sort of universe that he's yeah. come up with. It, it, there's a lot of information here. No surprise because he, it's, he it's does segment. that. Yeah. It's, it's very dense. <laughs> I, I laughed out loud when I opened there. There's a two-page thing that he designed, and it's it's just the conversation that like the script of the conversation yeah. about explaining what this like interstellar war is all about. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, there's so much information here. I have what's, to read this. What like, is eight the quick pitch on a story? What's the quick pitch on the story? 
<laughs> after the six more times where I can answer that. That's he tough. doesn't do that. <laughs> there, basically, there, there's a there, there there's a, there's a there's some sort of war, some sort of conflict that's been going on, and we follow this guy who gets picked into um, picked into joining an elite kind of fighting force, and he's a he's a human, and he's with the the, the fighting force is a bunch of aliens, and everybody kind of it's a typical shit on the humans. Humans are no good, that sort of thing, and it's kind of the introduction to him into this into this conflict and his role in the conflict, and then there's looks like there's some ties with his family into the greater war of itself. So a lot of religious overtones as well. Yeah. Like it's sort of like he's in a cult too. So I think I think that's a that's a big part of it. Yeah. Just the mini. Uh, no, well, it's the this, first. It's the first issue, and and I don't know. I guess the fans have to vote to see if there'll be another issue. Or yeah, I don't know how pilot season. Thing. Yeah, so yep. so if you if you're a fan of Top Cow, and if you like the if you're doing the whole pop the pilot season thing, uh, make sure you vote for the core number one because I want to see issue two. So I'll be voting for it. So wow, <laughs> I wish his books would come out more. <laughs> <laughs> I've loved everything. I really want to read the end of Pax Romana now. Yeah, yeah well, a lot. It's been a while. Is what I'm saying. We read, the, we read the first two. By the time you're done with those, in the next. That's one. a good point. I don't, I, you do need to take some time because they uh, they do they do take a bit to read. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic Four true story of uh, number one from Paul Cornell and Horatio Dominguez is interesting because I'm reading this book and it's about the Fantastic Four having to go into fiction, which yeah. is awesome. But. I'm reading it thinking, wow, this is really like a series of books that I've read that I like a lot. And I wonder if that's intentional or just a, just a coincidence. And then he goes and references the books. And I was like, yes, I'm <laughs> in for this. Because the, the books are by Jasper Ford, and they call their ship the Jasper, and then they explain why, because of the books are about the same thing that's happening to them. And I went, all right, yeah. he, he gets it. So I, I really like the idea of going into fiction and battling through fiction, which is what those books by Jasper Ford are about. So I'm really – I mean this is a very different kind of Marvel book mm. and you have to really be in the mindset for it. It's kind of – it's more lighthearted and it's, it's separate from, the, from what's going on. It's, it's not – you can't fit it into continuity even if you tried. It's just sort of – you have to go with it and have fun with it separately, kind of like the Wolverine story but in a very different tone. And uh, I learned that Paul Cornell is smarter than me <laughs> and not – I think Connor, you read a lot of more of this stuff than I probably have, and I liked it, and I could see that it was good, but I didn't get everything that it was referring to. I think so. In a way, it's it's you know a bit hard to grab onto. I think if you don't know what all that stuff is, but if you do, it's probably fantastic. It's yeah, totally- no, I think I think you have to know about so you have to know about books, and you know, I mean, you have to know that you know. Yeah, I mean, it took me a little while to get into it. By the end, I was like, okay, I see what's going on now. And it, it's, you're definitely right about the tone. It's got like a, I guess, a lighter throwback tone. Does that seem yeah. right? Yeah. No, but I was, I was impressed by it because it's a lot of weird things to throw together and have it ultimately seem like it's working. I mean, that, it's only the first issue. so. But I also like that this is sort of the thing the Fantastic Four should be doing is going yeah. into fiction you know that's the kind of thing that you can only do with the Fantastic Four and have it, have it really be at all plausible and they should be doing more of this kind of wacky out there science stuff and this is- I like that it was mind bending yes like it was just unlike other comic books you know that it, it wasn't it wasn't typical in any way so and I also like that there was a scene where the thing points at us and says who are you and you think oh they're doing that thing again but then turn to page he's looking at somebody else <laughs> <laughs> So nice. why didn't you guys call me and remind me to pick this up? Because we were too busy the def- really deflecting the campaign to, to buy the creatures. 
I know, you I'm could have appeased me in the morning. <laughs> you Josh, could have appeased Josh. me by doing it. Way to be a bro, man. The guy with the brick through my window with the note attached was over the line, Paul. <laughs> Someone, <sighs> someone's too lazy to check ifanboy.com slash comics. <laughs> oh, zing. So, Josh, are you going to get a library card now that, you know, so you want to brush up on all these literary references? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Huh? I just finished the novel that I've been reading for the last six months. I don't want to see another prose page for at least two weeks. <laughs> all right. So, um, uh, Green Lantern number 33, the uh, part five of the six-part secret origin of the Green Lantern. Um, and, and that novel is Green Egg's name. Go ahead. <laughs> it was 12 pages. Um, so <laughs> I really struck around seven. So part five, what is, is Jeff Johns and Ivan Reese continuing possibly the best origin story ever? It's, it's, it's really a good Sinestro story. <laughs> it really is. I mean, like, I really want to see what happens with Sinestro because here, he's, he's an okay guy. Yeah. Well, he's not always been pure evil. He has to go to this journey. You know? I know that with and I love that like about that, it. You're always a little evil. <laughs> That's just an evil mustache. No. I I love the disparity of character between Sinestro and Hal. Like they're just so different, and then you know they have to work together and and, and work it out. This was this was a lot of fun. Still, yeah. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's great. It's, I know, yeah. What I really like about it is that we've heard so much about Sinestro being a Green Lantern, and you know Sinestro and Hal Jordan. You know, connection. I've never read that. I I don't know if those stories exist. You know, in the yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but I never read them. So for me, as a modern day Green Lantern fan, this is this is great. This is awesome. Well, that's what I said when I picked the first issue of this arc as the pick of the week. Yep. You know, maybe the story's been told, but I've never read it. Yep, exactly. It's Emerald Dawn was, was, was when it was told in the 90s, and you know what? Reading back on that now, that wasn't very good. Yeah. So this is... Well, this one thing I love about this is that when it's done, theoretically, I will be able to answer that question, like, what's a great Green Lantern story? Because there wasn't that many answers yeah, read for it. this one, yeah. yeah. So. And this is going to be a great one that you can give to anybody who's kind of interested in the Green Lantern, and there you go. It's coming out at a perfect time because all, so many people are now reading Green Lantern and now they don't know about Hal, they don't know about Sinestro, and now they're... Oh, yeah, oh. definitely. Yeah. And they're taking their time with it, too. Totally. It's going to be six issues, at least. Six. Six, yeah, six And issues. my favorite thing was that it was the number one pulled book on iFanboy.com this week, Ooh. which was so pretty cool. So speaking of the pulled books on iFanboy.com, as Paul mentioned, iFanboy.com forward slash comics is where you can you know, check out the books that are coming out each week and you make your pull list and you can rate and review them. And so we wanted to highlight some of those reviews that came out of the iFanboy community. Um, and so our first one comes from uh, Goof Gnoot. Goof Gnoot? Goof Gnoot. Goof Gnoot. <laughs> Um, and uh, I eat a lot of crow with this review on Sp- for Spider-Man with Great Power number five, which he gave the um, the story a two and the art a three. Is that right? Out of five, yep. Out of five, yes. Um, okay. Um, and what Goof Goof Gnut says is, I'm, <laughs> he says I'm calling shenanigans on this miniseries. The only reason I was getting this comic series is because of the Tony Harris art. And here we are at the final issue of let's say it was the retelling of Spider-Man's origin. And where is Tony Harris? On the last I Fanboy Pick the Week podcast, Josh asked how Tony Harris could do another miniseries. Obviously, obviously, it was because he didn't do this issue. Even the cover is an original. It's a photoshopped amalgamation of panels throughout the series. What happened? Um, you got hosed. That's a very good question. I had so much hope for this series. It was Dave Lappin writing and Tony Harris art. It was so, the first couple issues were good, and then, and then it kind of trailed off, and then I guess Tony Harris said, I'm not going to do that, and walked away. All I, heard from this, all I heard from this, issue, this series was... Hey, the first issue came out. Oh, that was terrible, and I never heard about this book again. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. I kept on reading it. And then we were in the store, and I was like, oh, that's, that's not Tony Harris. Josh and I picked it up and <laughs> opened it up and laughed and put it back on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> what if he just got Photoshop for his birthday and he was trying it out? He's like, I don't have to draw anymore. Look what this shit can do. I think he's already done that, Paul. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> but, um, no. Yeah. David Lamp ultimately makes babies cry. That's what we've learned. <laughs> So, Every time he, he drew this one, didn't he? It was David yeah, Lappin Lark? He drew it, yeah. Which, he which was, was, which was aping nice. Tony Harris. Which is yeah, yeah, exactly. He was trying to. He was. I mean, you, you, I got the sense that Lappin was trying to save his his this his idea, and unfortunately, I don't know what happened with Harris, and it's unfortunate. So let's best not to talk about it any further. Move on. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Bart. He reviewed Rain in Hell number one, and he gave the story a three out of five and an art of four out of five, and says. Having given a lot of attention to its space heroes over the last few years, DC gives its supernatural sector a shot at greatness. The guiding light in hell is writer Keith Giffen, who helped make Marvel's Cosmic Crew popular again with the Annihilation series. He's joined by penciler Tom Derenek and what I consider a coup, the great Bill Stinkovich. And this team makes for a good-looking comic, albeit one populated by the ugliest critters in hell. Stinkovich. Kevich. Anyway, um, I'm mad I missed this. I, I, I Giffen is great at the cosmic stuff. I love Sinkevich. I actually do like Tom Derenick. So um, um, it's a bit of a mediocre did, review, though. Here, I mean, it's a it's a. Th- did you go to the comic store drunk? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a rough. All that happened. I missed that one. I had no books to buy, so I didn't look at anything else Listen, on the shelf. And San then Diego I has been difficult to recover from. Okay. <laughs> I know. I actually got an email from Ron that said I'm exhausted and. I've never seen him say that. <laughs> I mean, like he's like the the man with the constitution. For, like he's on some sort of super soldier drug. I'm not tired. I'm fine. I only slept two hours. Don't worry about it. It's cool. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm exhausted. So I literally it, just to, to hark back San Diego so, Sunday night. Uh, getting out of San Diego is always an adventure. I mean, Connor was stuck there for a day, and and Josh had connections. My flight back to San Francisco was delayed. And so I'm sitting on the floor in the terminal with my phone plugged in and my laptop plugged in, and I literally fell asleep with the laptop on my lap, fingers on the keyboard. Just I've ne- that's never happened to me before. I've never like I always laugh at the people who, like fall asleep with the book on their chest and like oh like what how, how do you you know I always uh, always put the book down then go to sleep, but I, I don't remember falling asleep. So it was uh, I, I randomly but he fell sent four emails, yeah. so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I randomly fell asleep a couple of times this week. Yeah. Yeah, just like just stop for a second. No, oh, yeah, it happened, oh, it's two hours it later. To me too. Unfortunately, it was in meetings, and my boss wasn't very happy about it. So <laughs> anyway, all right. So um, so ifanboy.com forward slash comics. Um, also if you, if you go to ifanboy.com on the main page, uh, down at the bottom uh, bottom left corner, you see uh, some highlights of the most recent user reviews. There's a link there. You can check out all the user reviews that are there, and you can see all the ones that have been commented on, and and you can sort them by chronological or by user or by title or whatever so um it's the, the ifanboy.com reviews are a fun thing to read um so oh excellent so you should also check out heavyink.com a uh, new sponsor we'd like to welcome them on board um heavyink.com is a great site uh for comics graphic novels manga you know whether you want to discover you know discover comics or shop for the ones that you like they're an online retailer um, they've got really cool tools to, so you can track your favorite creators and discover the com- uh, other comics that other users are reading. So if you know you like Remender, you can put in a flag so they'll tell you when Creatures is coming out and you make sure you can buy it. Um, they've got a huge collection of graphic novels and comics. Um, you can buy single issues. You can, you can subscribe to the monthlies or buy a graphic novel or trade paperback, whatever you want. They do 20% off everything and they do free shipping. Um, and they've got a cool little community on their website where you can uh, see what other people are, are reading and liking and that sort of thing. So heavyink.com, uh, they like the podcast, so they're a good site to check out. Ron, that was a completely off-the-cuff uh, contextual reference to that. That's yes. nice. Thank you. It's good stuff. Uh, email is up now. 
and uh, Lewis from New York. Lewis. Lewis. Uh, Lewis. <laughs> Ricky Gervais call back there. Uh, I just read the final issue of Exterminators, and I was both pleased and disappointed on a couple of levels. I know what you're saying. Uh, this was a really good book, and uh, it was a bummer that it was rushed to finish, and it was a, it was a rust finish, so that's, that's a downer. But it was a well-paced, fun, smart, and unique book, uh, and I read the issue – I read it in issue starting with issue one. So which recent or, or past comic book are you guys most proud of having read from number one straight through to the end, and have you ever started with number one – or wait, no. And you had to it, have started with number one. You're disqualified yeah. if you started with three or four and then went back. So you had to have started with one. I, cool. I'm, so, so we don't necessarily have to be disappointed in the end of it, too, right? I mean, this is just this is no. just what is this? He wasn't disappointed what, in the end. He was yeah. disappointed that it ended. Yeah, oh, I see. Because they had to finish it quickly. So, what series did you jump on on the first issue, and you're proud to say, "Yeah, I was there the first issue." Uncanny X Men. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got to say that the feather in the cap for this one is, it, for, for, I think, for all of at least for you know Connor and Josh. I can't speak for Paul, but um, is for me at least his powers. I mean, we were there from issue one, so. No, no, we were we jumped in. No, like two or three. We went back and bought the first couple. I bought one and two at the same time. Yeah, and he's no, the first person to bought them. I bought one when it came out. I bought one when and it you came didn't. Out. They didn't. And you didn't say anything t- until after Josh said something. Yeah, but our whole timeline on powers is off. Uh, I'm sorry. I remember buying issue one and and then talking to you about this Bruce Tim like art. Oh my God! My brother and sister are disappearing from the picture while I play Johnny Be Good. <laughs> All right, so let's think. Of, well, Paul, what, is there a series that comes to mind for you? Final Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Started at number one. Still going strong. Uh, Gotham the Central. Gotham go. Central. Gotham Central. You were on with number one. Of course. Yeah. No, I went back for that later. Ah, callback. Thunderbolts. I started with like ten. Uh, why the Last Man? Thunderbolts number one. Represent, you know. Queen, of, Queen and Country. No, Thunderbolts didn't end. That doesn't count. It ended. No, it didn't. It's well, that still run go- it ended. It's still going, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no that doesn't yeah. count. Um, Shenanigans. Dead, it's dead to us. Yeah. It's, well, it doesn't uh, count. All right. So, uh, <laughs> oh, so I guess Powers, doesn't, was, count. Powers doesn't count either because that, 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 that ended. Oh, Stran- oh no, I can't say Strangers in Paradise. Shit. Um, <laughs> yes. I was clo- I was early on Strangers though. I was early. I was like in the se- volume two, like issue four, I think, or five. I think. Anyway, um, yeah, I have to think about that one. Damn alias, me. alias, alias. Yeah, alias. We were on board from the get go. Yeah. All right, alias. Yeah. That's the one. All right, our next email comes from John in San Francisco. He says, hey guys, I'm returning to comics after roughly a 15-year absence. I recently started buying the new Avengers, and then shortly afterwards I started up with the Mighty Avengers. I figured it would be a good catch-all introduction to the Marvel Universe. My problem is I I can't tell the difference between the teams. I realize there probably is not a short answer for this, but can you break it down for me? What's the difference between the Avengers, the new Avengers, the Mighty Avengers, and Young Avengers? And on the DC side, Justice Society of America versus Justice League of America. Thanks. So, okay. So the Avengers... Was the book that ran from 1963 until what, like 2005? Whatever. Whenever the new Avengers started, and was the and was the um, was the flagship superhero book team led by mostly led by Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Wasp, Giant Man, Hawkeye, Triathlon, Vision. Let's name all the Avengers: um, Rage, Her- Hercules, Beast, um, Moon Dragon, Moon Dragon, Nice, uh, Black Panther, um, oh, Yellow Jacket. Uh, Captain Spider-Man. Marvel, Spider-Man, 
Um, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Uh, <clears throat> triathlon. We we said triathlon. Um, Wonder Man. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the the guy with the cards. The the guy the guy with Jack the of eye. Hearts. Jack of Hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. D Man. I- I feel like we're getting off topic. Anyway, so that that was the book. Um, they had an awful, awful thing happen um, with Avengers Disassemble and, and Scarlet Witch went crazy and, and uh, Hawkeye died, quote-unquote. Uh, Jack of Hearts died. Um, the, mansion, uh, the Avengers mansion got blown up and then they canceled the Avengers title and then they launched with the new Avengers, which was a, a title that was um, after the Avengers disbanded, Captain America and Iron Man agreed that there needs to be an Avengers and so new Avengers launched a few years ago and that was Captain America, Iron Man, Wolverine, Luke Cage, Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man. It was a ragtag group of guys yeah, just scrappy. thrown together. Um, but that was basically Avengers just with a new in front of it. Yeah, exactly. And then um, when Civil War happened, Captain America and Iron Man went in their separate ways and they then Mighty Avengers spun off from that. So Mighty Avengers is basically... Iron Man's Avengers, while new the, that's the officially sanctioned team, while the new Avengers are the outlaw rogue team, and they're led by Luke Cage. So, yeah. um, Young Avengers is a was a miniseries by Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung, which is I strongly recommend. Which was kind of like the next generation of Avengers, kind of like the legacy aspect. It was like a, a kid that was like Captain America, a kid that was like Iron Man, a kid that was like Hawkeye, a kid that was like um, uh, Scarlet Witch or Thor. So, um, it's a great, great series. Nothing to do with the main Avengers, other than but give us a Heinberg run. Heinberg, so and um, it would suck if you're coming in now because right now they're completely indistinguishable. Yeah. the books from each other. Um, I'm sorry. We're sorry. Nothing. To blame Marvel. Don't blame us. Go back and get those new Avengers trades, though. They're great. They're great. Oh, so good. So Connor on the, the DC, DC, DC side is pretty easy to talk about. Justice League of America is all of the modern heroes: the big guns, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, people like that. Justice Society are the old '40s superheroes: the old Flash, the old Green Lantern. And then all of their modern counterparts or family. It's much more of a throwback legacy. title. So all those old uh, original Golden Age heroes plus their ki- their kids or their legacy characters. That's what Justice Society is. Justice League of America is all the new characters. New being relative term. <laughs> uh, Superman, Batman, one of those. So it's, it's, it's more of a separation of generation from one to the other. Cool. All right. Um, so if you have any questions that you want us to explain anything in the Marvel Universe or the DC Universe, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. Uh, you can also go to www.netflix.com slash ifanboy, and that would help us out if you want to sign up for an account. You, there's over 90,000 titles, no late fees, free shipping both ways, Blu-ray titles, fast delivery, uh, plans start from four ninety nine. so try it. That's what I say. Yay. All right, on to the voicemail. Um, our first voicemail um, has got a political question. Hi, this is Jeff from Seattle, formerly of Bloomington, Indiana, actually. Uh, here's a silly question for you, but hey, maybe you guys can answer it. Um, here's a question. Um, who would win in a pre- presidential election, Captain America or Superman? And let's ignore uh, the possibility that Superman wasn't considered to be born in the United States, um, especially depending on what um, you think of. Uh, he may have been hatched out of his spacecraft in the United States, so that's good enough for us. So let's ignore that and say they're both viable candidates. Who would win? Thanks. Bye. So let's 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 vote, as it were. Well, I have a hard time with his with his with his. Let's ignore that Superman's an alien. All right. Well, it's in the Constitution. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe he could be governor of California. That's about it. (laughs) It's as large as it's the fifth largest nation in the world. Yeah. 
All right, fine. I'll ignore just, it. Just play along. Fine. Go ahead, Josh. But yeah, what happened playing the game? I get yelled at for not playing the game all the time. You hate fun. Play the game. You hate fun. Get in the game, Harding. All right, let's go. Uh, Captain America. Agreed. Everyone loves Captain America. Captain America's name is, is in the t- it's in his name. Yeah. Paul? Yeah. As you may know, I'm not a very big fan of Superman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Captain America. You know why? Because Superman. Superman's a stinking alien. Go back to Krypton. People are innately uh, distrustful of him. Yeah. He doesn't fit in. That's the whole character problem. Whereas Captain America, people see him and he he just inspires them. They yeah. see him as the best of America that he would win in a landslide. Totally. Mm-hmm. Does it matter which Captain America? Yes, which it's one? Uh, the one Steve. who became U.S. agent. He would win. <laughs> wasn't there there – was, there was an arc where Captain America ran for president, wasn't there? Yes. Yeah. And then there was a fantastic – um, what if where he won? Yeah, and then he was then he was assassinated like Kennedy. Yeah, sad. Awesome. I'm gonna switch Oops. my answer to Green Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> he was mayor. So. He could win in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Jerry Brown. <laughs> yeah. All right, our next voice cell uh, is vindication for me. Oh jeez. Hey, this is Jeff from Texas. Uh, I was just wanted to call and thank Ron for introducing me to Helen Killer. Uh, I picked up the first issue after the uh, after he talked about it on the pick of the week. Uh, seems like months ago, um, and I've had it in my box ever since then, my, on my pull list. Uh, and it's just getting better and better. And I'm sad that the next issue is the last one. But uh, I was wondering if he stuck with it because I know he was super jazzed about how awesome it was. And y'all haven't talked about it, so I was wondering if Ron stuck with it. And also, thank you, Ron, for recommending uh, Pretty Baby Machine because that was badass as well. All right, thanks. Jeff, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> he can't have all the credit. I'll acknowledge Josh I, Josh found Pity Baby Machine, Machine was my pick of the yes, week. It was, it anyway, was. I didn't read this other book you're talking about, so go ahead. Um, I, I have been still reading Helen Killer, and you're right, it is awesome. And actually, the writer got a gig at Marvel, right? Didn't he? Um, I heard it at San Diego. I can't remember what book he got. Um, he's writing something for Marvel. Um, Maybe so- it was about... Desecrating the memory of Gandhi or something like that. Well, okay, so let's compare Helen Killer to, oh, I don't know, Frank Frazetta's Creatures. Why is uh, Teddy Roosevelt shooting ectoplasm at, at, or whatever things at, at people not okay, is okay, when and Helen Killer as a uh, presidential bodyguard assassin, not okay? Would you say that Helen Keller and Teddy Roosevelt probably have different status uh, in the world? One is a hunter. Uh, he was a belligerent president. Um, Bully! He's oh, bully. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt is in the public domain. And Helen Keller Ooh. isn't? So what would you do, like Anne Frank assassin? I mean, no. Yeah. You just did. I think there's a, there's a I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I can't make Anne Frank jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was about to and I just I, I couldn't. Um no, I mean Helen Keller, the, the movie, the miracle worker, all that kind of stuff, it makes perfect sense that she'd become a presidential bodyguard assassin. It's a fun yeah. series. It's been fun. And I haven't talked about it for this reason alone because the guys don't let me talk about things that, that they don't like. So there you go. Just, I'm oppressed here. Help there. me. I need my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, Helen Killer has been great and it's going to be a trade. So if you haven't checked it out, read it. It's just, it's fun. The same historical kind of, you know, kind of thing. It's a, it, there's a lot of instances that took place in real kind of events and it's just a different kind of spin and it's not as wacky as the name sounds. So um, other than Helen Keller being able to like fight like Daredevil. Um, all right, so if you have any questions or you want to uh, give me more praise, thank you, Jeff. You can email, you can call us at uh, what the hell at one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. Pretty baby. Well, you machine. two do sound alike. You sound very much alike. Yeah. We haven't, you know, pretty baby. We haven't heard that in a while. Pretty baby machine. Big news in San Diego. Got optioned for a movie. 
So. Yeah, I'd love issue two to come out. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> All right. Let's bring it home. Uh, you should go to ifanboy.com, read the full pick of the week review that I wrote there. And if I do say so myself, I wrote a good review. It was good. Um, uh, there's all sorts of other stuff. Every day there's new content, new stuff to talk about. The site is kicking and it's fun to be at, so go there. And while you're there, if you want to buy stuff, you go to ifanboy.com slash store where you can see all of the books we talk about, the weekly video podcast, as well as other items. I just updated my personal items. You can check those out. And uh, you can go to Amazon. If you go shop at Amazon, you can go through the link on that page and then you can help us out that way. Thank you. Indeed. Um, and uh, if you aren't aware, if you listen to the audio show and you enjoy our banter, you might really enjoy our video show, uh, which is called iFanboy as well. Um, and <laughs> and that comes out every Wednesday. Uh, last week we had an interview with Robert Kirkman again. But seriously, this is the Kirkman interview to end all Kirkman interviews. This was probably one of the funnest uh, and I think best interview episodes we've done in, uh, ever. Um, so go to ifanboy.com and check that out. Um, or you go to revision3.com forward slash ifanboy to watch all the videos there. And then next week is the big gala part one of the San Diego video, um, which is going to be very, very exciting, jam-packed with creators, the people you want to hear from. So We hope. We hope. People you didn't know you wanted to hear from. Yeah, exactly. And you can check out the iFanboy mini show, which is every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. It's a one to four minute little comic book piece. We've been doing a lot of San Diego bits from this past week. So check those out and then you can check them out every, uh, every day but Thursday. And- I don't know. I wouldn't go test drive a car right now. You just <laughs> named each of days of the week. <laughs> Apollonia? <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday. <laughs> I'm just going to pull it out to the front. I'm just going to pull it to the front. Don't worry about it. I'll All I do is My refer God. to movies now. My God. <laughs> Uh, iFanboy t-shirts which were in full effect in San Diego thank you everybody for showing that out there and uh, you can go get those at jinx.com slash iFanboy you send a picture of yourself wearing that shirt to Jinx and they'll send you free stickers and if you send it to us it will make us happy and we will post it somewhere and as I mentioned earlier you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com or leave a voicemail at 1-888-FANBOYS that's 1-888-326-2697 we love to hear from you Social networks can be found at ifanboy.com slash about. You can find our MySpace, our Comic Space, our Verb, our Facebook, our Twitter, all that stuff. Twitter is, was, was our main function in San Diego, and a lot of people joined up, so thank you. doesn't help us, but it's cool. If you like the show, either of them. I don't know why I said thank you. It didn't really. <laughs> Whatever. Well, Whatever. If you like the show and, and uh, the video show or the audio show or any of that stuff, go to iTunes, leave reviews for them if you haven't. That would help us a lot. That's, a, that's pretty much the only way that people can distinguish between the multitude of podcasts there. Uh, even better than that, just if you know somebody you like any of them, let them know about it because a lot of people don't know. If you're on iTunes, check out Paul's Fuzzy Typewriter show, which is excellent. He it comes out sometimes. <laughs> he goes <laughs> David Campo, yeah. the man without a soul. Well, let's, give, and, let's, uh, give Paul, let's give Paul a moment to plug his shit. What do you got, what do you got for us, Paul? Uh, I got the uh, Fuzzy Typewriter podcast, which uh, comes out sometimes, as Connor said. And uh, we'll have more of those. We have a summer movie wrap-up coming up uh, next week, hopefully. And um, also writing some episodes of Wormwood. Wormwood, the uh, occult mystery show, sort of like a radio show uh, as a podcast. So go check out Wormwood on iTunes. Yeah, you guys have a very nice uh, rapport on the newer episodes of the Fuzzy Typewriter. Some have said sexual chemistry, which kind of freaked me out, but uh, yeah, that's weird. I wouldn't have said that, but if you want to, go for it. It's strange. <laughs> you can also check out Paul's iFanboy column every Tuesday at iFanboy.com. Yes, and when I'm bored, I do more on other days, but 
Yeah, but no, mostly it's just about how he doesn't like Superman yeah. and why. <laughs> and actually, actually, I was I was very pleased in San Diego after not only hearing the news about the Jeff Johns on the Flash coming back and looking on iFanboy.com and seeing Paul had beaten me to it and written about it. So that was well done, well done, my friend. No problem. Um, You're fired. <laughs> yeah. uh, Shows initiative five out of five. Works well with others. <laughs> so finally, um, if you if you want if you like enjoy the show, you like everything we do, you can go to ifanboy.com forward slash donate, and uh, you can um, help us out. Uh, ifanboy.com slash donation. Sorry, and um, click on the donate box through PayPal. Uh, help us out. Help us pay our bills. We really appreciate it. So, yay! There you yay! Yay! Well, ifanboy. Thank you, Paul. It was nice working with you. <laughs> you need any references? Well, we'll talk about it. <sighs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So, until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. Go ahead, newbie. Goodbye, America and other English speaking countries. <laughs> Say goodbye, Josh. J- Josh and the I gotta be last thing is getting kind of weird. <laughs> it's like a diva on the, on the stage. Yeah, it's really kind of pretty Madonna. <laughs> I must come out last to the most applause. I know. I don't have to do it. It's just, the, it's just we have. It's just the do you want to change from, it? Fine, then let me know. <laughs> I quit. Ron's got his own show. Paul been, and Ron Josh can join Paul's show. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had a mic throw down and walk away from the computer. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't actually get up. Would require getting up the chair. Exactly. And dream of you. And dream of you. <laughs>